0: A very good evening and welcome to Hot Business. Thanks so much for being with us. My name is Nzinga Kunta. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be in your company. This week, Hot Business is going to sound a little bit different because we are coming to you from the World Economic Forum annual meetings in Davos, Cluster, Switzerland. You know, what the World Economic Forum does, outside of gathering people, is put out reports on issues that they think is important. Uh, One of them is the Global Cybersecurity Outlook 2024. It's a report that they've released in conjunction with Accenture, and it speaks about how there's an inequality, like in every part of the world, uh, when it comes to cyber and the tech landscape. So I'm very pleased to be speaking to an associate professor from the University of Pretoria, Professor Vukosi Marevate, uh, a little bit later on about the need for African-focused artificial intelligence and tech. And then a little bit later on as well, I'll be speaking to Luvio Khani. He's the founder of Silulo Uluto Technologies, which tries to bridge that uh, gap that the World Economic Forum sees uh, as a risk. We will also be speaking about economic mobility. I've got the CEO of Strive Together, Jennifer Blutz. She's American and going to be taking us through the work that she does uh, in the United States and then what happens at the World Economic Forum. I'm looking forward to that conversation as well. And in just a moment, our finance minister, Enoch Coraguana, joining us to speak about some of the challenges um, that South Africa is experiencing, what they're saying to investors. Thanks so much for being with us. Let's begin. (gasps) Hot 1027. All right, we are at the World Economic Forum and I'm joined by South Africa's Finance Minister, Ino Gorangwana. Minister, thank you so much for your time on Hot Business this evening. Uh, you're part of the delegation leading uh, here at the World Economic Forum. Just take me through the message that you're giving to investors and throughout your conferences.
1: The key issue for any country when you meet a delegation of this nature is to put up a positive a message about your country and in that sense because you want people to consider your country as, as a, a destination for investment.
0: I like that in the clips that I've seen of you with other media houses you're not shying away from the fact that we have challenges when it comes to in particular energy and logistics. Uh, take me through what you're saying to people about how you're trying to solve those challenges.
1: Uh, yeah the first thing we don't have to tell lies because people know that we've got these challenges. They're, of, they're public, they're known publicly. So we've got to tell them that we've got these challenges. But we have also going to tell them that work is being done to develop these challenges. Business in South Africa are aware that we're working with them in resolving these challenges, both on the logistic front and on the electricity front. So we've called NICOM in, the, in electricity. We've formed a National logistic Crisis Committee with Business to deal with the logistics.
0: Another issue, we know that we're experiencing a cost of living crisis in South Africa, like in many other countries in the world. People were trying to get sneak peeks of the budget earlier. You're obviously not going to comment on that, but you spoke about the the context that consumers are operating in. Just take me through that.
1: Yeah, no, the cost of living is not something uh, uh, peculiar to South Africa. Globally, that is a major challenge, and countries are responding to it in different ways. And I was responding to this question that uh, people are in a tight space. Uh, for in the context when I was asked whether I'm thinking about increasing taxes, I said I can't say no or yes to that question. I'll answer that that question on the 21st of February. However, the difficult environment in which uh, South Africans find themselves. Uh, make it difficult to use tax as an option. Even if you consider it, you have got to take those conditions into account.
0: And when it comes to the conditions that we're in, we've spoken about the logistic challenges, we've spoken about the energy challenges, those are constraining us and our growth. And we know that although the global challenges that we're all facing whether it's inflation or the like are there in South Africa in particular, we are hampered and state-owned enterprises are looking to you uh, looking to your department to assist them and say, you know, if we had a little bit of help, we'd be able to get out of this and we could see uh, this growth. And you've been quite strict. Look, the
1: budget is a balancing act. If you look at the amount you place in state-owned enterprise and pose the question which economists do, what are the opportunity costs? If I didn't pay that money into state-owned enterprise, how much if I would I have paid uh, in roads, in hospitals, and so on, and so on. So we, you are taking money, which should have been utilised to upgrade roads, we should have been utilised to upgrade our hospitals. We are taking that money and putting it into state-owned enterprises. That's uh, we've, we've got to be strict. And if we do, we've got to make sure that there are efficiency gains in the process so that you don't come back and, and put money again to the same state-owned enterprise.
0: You've been criticised as the government for austerity, saying that you are putting people's lives in danger. The example that's been used now is the doctors that are unemployed saying South African government is implementing austerity measures in a sneaky way. What's your response?
1: I can't respond on a specific matter such as doctors that are unemployed or anything of that nature. My ideal would be see to see those doctors at work. However, what you are dealing with is an environment where because of these challenges, for instance, uh, Transnet and so on, you've had the mining sector performing badly on revenue. We are anticipating this year to have a range of shortfall of about 60 billion, r- roughly. And that revenue shortfall, we've got to we'll say, how do we find to, to, to mit- mitigate that risk? And therefore, among other things, we've got to cut expenditure.
0: Finance Minister Inokonogwana, thank you so much for your time on Hot Business this evening. Uh, Really appreciate your time. When we come back, we'll be speaking to Professor Vokosi Marevate from the University of Pretoria about his interactions at Davos. Minister, before we go, what's the best part of being in Davos for you outside of uh, the difficult work and the meetings that you have to do?
1: Well, the best part of Davos, if you ask me, is not all of these seminars and other things. The critical thing here is to is networking, meeting with business people, global leaders. That in itself is a major issue. And secondly, you begin to meet some of your colleagues and find time to develop strategies.
0: Thank you. Hot 1027 Business with Nzinga.